You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with three special people that represent and, and work with Autism Strong. We are here with Rich Conroy, Stephanie Mellish, and Rudy Toms. Now, let's talk a little bit about this. About one in 54 children in our country were diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder last year, with boys four times more likely than girls to be diagnosed. But there's still so much we are learning about autism. And foremost, is it, it can take many shapes and characteristics. In other words, it is a spectrum. It's not just one thing. Oh, you have autism, that's what this is. So on the next, uh, on this episode of the Brand Butters Podcast, we want to talk a little bit more about this. And, and a lot of these people have spent their career in medical device sales, uh, specifically speaking with Rudy. But the thing he's passionate about is helping families who are making their way along with a child who has autism spectrum. Rudy's son Landon was diagnosed in 2009 when he was just a toddler. And Rudy is the founder of Autism Strong right here in Charlotte. And he's going to join us to talk a little bit more about that. We also have Stephanie and Rich who are going to talk a little bit more about an amazing event on October 9th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. in Symphony Park in South Park, which is called Build Strong. It is an incredible event. Me and my family, my kids are going to be there. Please check it out. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but we're so excited to have you three here on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you all for being here and spending a few minutes of your time today. And so, Rudy, if you will, tell us a little bit about Landon and how you discovered he was on the autism spectrum. Yeah, thank you. Um, and thanks again for having us. I really greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, I love telling the story, um, you know, about Landon because, you know, autism is a it's, it's an interesting disorder because there's some folks you'll find that are very open and like to talk about it. And then there's some folks that are, you know, maybe a little afraid or if their child is different, they don't want to verbalize that. It's actually one of the reasons that we started the foundation and we can get into that more in detail. But um, so Landon was born early. So he was born at 32 weeks. So um, he spent his first five weeks in the NICU. Now he's a twin. So he was born with uh, three pounds, so a real, real small uh, baby. He had his challenges in the NICU. And we knew walking out of the NICU, there, there could be some potential potential disabilities moving forward. Um, he went home on oxygen and heart monitors and so did his twin sister. Um, and, you know, as the, the next year and a half kind of progressed, they were they're were both doing about the same. Um, and then about, you know, 12 between 12 to 18 months, something changed and Landon just shut down on us. We don't know why. Um, and he just kind of went into his, his own little zone. He stopped babbling. Um, he stopped really walking or, or he was getting close to walking. He, he, he really stopped uh, moving forward with his progression of a toddler that you'd expect. And he had a, we had a twin sister to compare to. So we had a comparable right there. Um, so, so something happened and, and we knew early on that it was likely something like autism. So we got the formal diagnosis, I think around that 18 month mark, I think you can't get it till about two years old, but we went to a neurologist and I, I remember sitting there and I remember the way the room looked. I remember the, the, the physician, exactly what they said to us is, you know, your son has autism. And I don't know if you know what that means, but he may never speak. Um, and I didn't really know much about autism. I had a, a, a friend up in New York that has a child with autism. That's really all I knew. 
Um, so after that, I obviously started doing research and, you know, my wife and I, we always say, we'll never be a, a victim of our circumstance. We want to learn as much as possible uh, about autism, what it is, what it isn't. And, you know, over the course of the next several years, we tried a lot of different therapies, a lot of different things. Um, and really as, as he got a little bit older, we realized that there was a, a really big need there to help other families that are in our situation. Um, you know, whether they fall on the, the side where they want to talk about it or the side they don't want to talk about it. So um, Landon's 13 now. Um, he's still nonverbal. And so some people hear that and they, oh, I'm so sorry. I feel bad. I feel bad for you. That's, that's not ever what we want. Um, we use it as a platform to raise awareness to, um, to what autism is. You know, my son was put on the search for a reason. Um, I truly believe that. And, and, and I think that uh, for him, he's a special, special boy. And he is really helped us form this unbelievable nonprofit local here in Charlotte that we get to partner with companies like Choate and help more families that are struggling with the diagnosis. So, Wow. So that's a lot. And um, oh, I'll, I'll jump in. Sorry here. about that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Thank, it, you, it just, thank it, you for sharing. Th yeah. This is why we started this podcast, to be able to bring awareness. And the way that you and your wife handled that and not only handled it, but are starting to help other families is is super special. I have a twin brother. Um, so this, it, it hits home, uh, at the same time, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, right? Uh, my, my three-year-old started work or walking when he was 11 months old. My one-year-old is almost 15 months old and doesn't have any interest, right? So not saying that it's going down that path, but at the same time, you can see how quickly you can compare not only kids and when you're a twin, as I know, um, that that's something that is, is super special. So number one, I mean, I, I, from, from everybody, you know, thank you for what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I'll say the Olympics just happened and there was a really cool commercial where they had a, a Paralympic athlete who had both of her legs that were, were amputated yeah. at birth. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. It was, it was a super incredible. I started to do research on her story and it, it kind of has that same mindset, right? Like they didn't take that as like a negative. They took it as, well, it's going to be amazing. And, and that's how you've done that. So, so cheers to you, man. That's, that's absolutely uh, amazing. Yeah, thank you. It's, it, you know, obviously it's, it, um, you know, it took us a while to get there right out of the gates. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's go start a nonprofit. <laughs> I've said this many times before is, um, and I even said it at the last Choke meeting, Richard, is I, I never um, intended to run a nonprofit. That was never, I never woke up one day, um, you know, before having landed or what have you and said, hey, I want to run a nonprofit. It was just something that my wife and I felt like we were called to do. Um, we felt like we were called to help families here locally. So, um, it's something that you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of. Thank you for doing that, man. You and, and folks in that nonprofit arena is what really what makes Charlotte. It's the fabric of our city. And there's so many people that do great things such as Choate and get behind all these wonderful causes. And just thank you for that, man. We, we appreciate you. Um, tell us a little bit about autism strong. Um, and the work you're doing there. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, once again, going back to, I never intended to run a nonprofit. We first started as a fitness event. It was called AMRAP for autism. And so the event was, we basically went to the gym owners at a CrossFit gym and said, Hey, can we just do a workout to raise money for autism or awareness for autism? Um, and let's literally two weeks planning and a hundred people showed up. We raised about $8,000. And we took that money and we gave it to a big national autism um, organization. And that was great. And we, next year came around and said, hey, let's do it again. And we did. We raised $16,000, 200 athletes. Year three, about, um, about 300 athletes showed up and we raised about 30 some thousand dollars. 
it was that year that my wife and I were driving home and we had given all the money to a national big organization. And it was that after that year, that third year, we were driving home. We felt like we're really called to do something different. It was great to get people together and raise awareness, but we couldn't see it in the families. We couldn't see the mom and dad that are struggling to pay bills um, and being able to actually hand them, hand them a check and say, this is going to help your family. This is going to help you get therapy for your child with special needs. We couldn't see that. We could just write the check and then it was off. So we felt like we were called to do it. So we went through the long process, thanks to people like Stephanie, that helped us through that profit uh, pr process to be able to come a 501c3 organization through the IRS. Um, I knew nothing about starting a board. Luckily, Stephanie did. Um, and so we all worked together to create a board and, you know, we meet around my dining room table. We still do. Obviously now it's more Zoom. Um, and we built a really, really great program. So Stephanie, do you want to kind of share a little bit around, you know, what Autism Strong is focusing on and really where our efforts are going? Sure. So when we transitioned into uh, figuring out our own foundation and uh, creating Autism Strong and really having that um, hope that we could create a stronger community and stronger families through what we were able to do with the financial uh, money that we were raising. One of the things that a lot of people don't understand with an autism diagnosis is along with it comes a very big financial burden on the family. Um, now, when Rudy and uh, Becky were going through Landon's first diagnosis, one of the reasons why the foundation came about is their insurance denied the therapy that they had learned about. It's called applied behavior analysis. It's ABA therapy. It's one of the proven methods for early intervention for autism and insurance went and paid for it. Um, and so they went through a very long battle with insurance to get it covered. Um, and that financial burden can be up to or averages about $60,000 additional per year for a family to wow. take on. Wow. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, wow. that's, that's well over most people's annual salary, right? Uh, 60 grand a year to just um, provide the basic necessity of care and therapy for your child who receives this diagnosis. Um, it's a big financial burden for these families. So um, Becky went through the process and, and worked really hard with fighting insurance and appealing it. And, you know, a couple years later, they got it approved. And then they went through the process of they were approved for a year. And then the insurance came back and was like, well, he's cured now, isn't he? Or he's all good. We're going to stop supplying the insurance to cover this. And so they went through another battle. Thankfully, this type of therapy has become well more recognized and known and insurance is picking up coverage for it. But that doesn't mean that the financial burden that is placed on these families is taken care of. So where Autism, Autism Strong comes in place is we help provide therapy scholarships and grants to local area Charlotte families um, who can apply and receive funding through either us paying for their therapy hours, us paying their insurance deductible, their co-pays, and really giving them the money that we're raising and putting it into the family's pockets where we are able to know that it's making the greatest impact. Um, we have cut checks literally directly to families insurance companies to cover their annual deductible so that the insurance kicks in and covers all of their therapy for the entire year. And to be able to do that is really rewarding and knowing that, wow, these families are going to be able to like take that burden off their shoulders and just focus on 
how do we love our child the best way we know how and not be fighting about how do we pay for this? I love that. And and that's, you know, the, the unique thing about insurance is we have a lot of people on here that are trying to change the insurance world, right? Because it just seems like it's messed up. But there are so many nonprofits that understand the root cause of the issue and they're and they're attacking that, right? They're attacking that with donations. They're attacking with that with, with supporting organizations and foundations and the, and the families. And that's like people like Rich and Choate. So Rich, tell me a little bit about why Choate not only chose Autism Strong to, to be a part of, but tell us a little bit about that journey and what Choate's doing to not only support this organization, but, but help them out throughout the, the, uh, the process of growth. Sure, I definitely will do that. And maybe I'll let Rudy lead off because Rudy and Dave Priester ended up meeting each other first initially. Um, and then our relationship uh, grew from there. So do you want to tell that part of the story, Rudy? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to, Richard. And I, I will tell you, I couldn't have picked uh, a better company to work with, an employee-owned group of, cho of just unbelievable people with unbelievable, genuine hearts. Um, so one of our board members uh, works for Choke Construction. And after talking to him, um, we had learned that there's several members at Choke that have family members with autism. Um, and so what we, we did, we went to him. Um, when we were doing AMRAP for autism and which we still do, but it was, I think, believe in year four, we were doing it and we said, Hey, would you be one of our big sponsors? And they said, absolutely. We'll get behind you. And they got right behind us and they, they sponsored us for a couple of years with, you know, big checks, 10, $15,000. Um, and then, you know, I, I sat down with Dave Priester and, you know, we had a conversation as well as Richard and John Dudas and talk a little bit about, um, you know, Choate's mission and they have on their core values of stewardship. And they do a lot for the community. And one of the things that they were looking at doing is potentially doing a, a community event for nonprofit or uh, to benefit a nonprofit here in Charlotte. And so really that's where um, we came in and we work with them and um, that we were selected. Several um, nonprofits um, went through that process and they selected a couple of nonprofits to work with. So Richard, I'll let you take it from there. Sure. Yeah, thanks for the, the, the comment about stewardship. So we decided over two years ago that we were going to have a signature event uh, here in Charlotte uh, that was going to be uh, fueled by the resources that we have in our Charlotte office. And um, uh, when we decided to do that, we then uh, decided to start talking to some people like, like Rudy and some other people and to try to figure out what our cause was going to be. We did not, we did not really have a specific cause in mind when we decided to do a signature event, but we knew we could do something bigger and better than what we had done in the past. And so uh, we became very passionate about that. And, and so um, I think we, we interviewed and met with what really four or five groups mm -hmm. um, and overwhelmingly uh, and, and, and the office voted. I mean, the, the employees chose the cause, um, which probably, um, is one reason why it's year to date it's been as successful as it has. But um, I think overwhelmingly our previous relationship with Autism Strong was a really big deal. Uh, the people that are on the board there are people that we feel very close to and, and are very supportive of. Um, it's a local charity. The money stays here in Charlotte. Um, and, and we do have um, several employees who are involved in the autism community. So um, we decided to have an event and um, <laughs> we... <laughs> We uh, did not really have a plan, but uh, we decided we were going to go big. And so we immediately picked up the phone and called South Park Mall to see if uh, Symphony Park would be available on a day in October to kind of have a fall family fun fest. And sure enough, it was available. And that was supposed to be 10-10-2020. Um, 
and so we got started planning the event. We didn't start fundraising, but we started planning the event. Um, when we finally decided that it was probably not going to be a good idea, we pushed it to, to this year to 10 2021. Um, so the event is, uh, is, is being sponsored by and will be financially successful primarily because of our relationships and the subcontractor and material supplier community and partners of showed as well as people who are partners with autism strong, as well as individuals uh, that we have connected with who are uh, involved in the um, autism community. So we have a pretty big array of different kinds of sponsors and different levels of sponsors, but um, our fundraising has already far exceeded uh, what our original goal was. So we're all super excited about that. Um, so I don't remember who it was, but I know when, at one point in time we said our goal is for this to be Charlotte's largest family uh, fun day of the year. Um, and so we hope this will be the beginning of that in year one. I love it. And if you're interested, please go check it out. We'll, we'll drop some links, um, you know, for this event. It's, it's October 9th, three to seven, um, tickets are $25 a person. You get barbecue, you get beer. It's going to be kid friendly. They're also going to have a sensory sensitive hour, uh, for, you know, families. If you have anybody that, that is affected with autism and it's going to be an amazing day. I'm going to be there with my kids. Like I said, I cannot wait for it. I think it's going to be something that's super, super cool. And for all you cornhole people out there, I don't know if it's sold out yet. It might be. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we got a cornhole tournament and I know there's some, some crazy cornhole fanatics out there. So if you want to take your addiction to cornhole, come on and do it for a good cause. Definitely head down and, uh, and let's make this like Rich just said, the biggest kid friendly event here in Charlotte. And that is so awesome. So Tell us a little bit about what, what some of the activities are going to be there. I know I briefly just mentioned the sensory sensitive hour uh, and, and maybe people are not familiar with autism. Tell us a little bit about what that is and then what people can expect from this event. Yeah, so I'll take that one and, and just rewinding real quick to your comment about throwing bags, you know, drinking barbecue or dr eating barbecue and drinking beer. If you are a cornhole fanatic, one of the things I think is the coolest part of the event is the cornhole tournament is actually going to take place on the amphitheater stage. So they're going to get cool. to go over onto the amphitheater stage and kind of be up there. We're going to have, you know, the, all the sets of the cornhole boards, all the players up there and running the tournament up there so that everybody who's enjoying the festival can like see it happening. Um, and I think that's just a way that sets our event apart from some of the other things that are happening. Um, I don't know. Most of the time you see music up on that amphitheater stage, but, you know, we're going to throw a cornhole tournament up there because why not? Uh, Love it. Uh, along with that, you're asking, we are having a very specific, so it's a sensory sensitive hour from 2 to 3 p.m. So uh, technically the event starts at 3 o'clock, but the hour prior to that, we decided one of the things that was really, really important to the foundation in partnering with this event with Choate was making sure that it was not just a fundraising event for autism, but that it was inclusive for those with autism. We wanted them to be able to, there are so many events where you raise money for causes. There's not a lot of events where it includes those with the cause at the event. And that was one of the things we wanted to make sure happened. Um, and our that spectrum is so wide, but what we talk about with a sensory sensitive hour is there's not gonna be any music. Um, the smoke from the Noble Smoke Barbecue, um, the smoker is not going to be going on because that can, that can affect some of the children with autism. Um, no loud noises. We're not gonna have the bounce houses going during that hour. 
and we'll have an autism area that is going to be very specific to those with sensory issues where they can come in. It's being hosted by Spirited Sprouts. Um, and during that hour, it's really about allowing families with children with autism to come out. They can still enjoy the event. They can enjoy some of the features and the things that we're doing, but they don't necessarily have to worry about any of the overloaded stimulants happening during that hour for their child. Um, and then they'll be able to gauge if, if depending on where their child is, if they can stay and participate longer in the day or if after that hour, you know, that that's what their time is going to be and they need, they need to leave. Um, but it's, it was really important for us to be able to be able to give that. Um, and along with that, anyone of any age with special needs is free entry to the event. Um, any children under six are free entry to the event. And then we've got the other tickets available where people can purchase um, to attend. And like you said, the cornhole tournament, we're going to have, I think this was a fun addition. We're going to have a construction equipment exhibit out there. Um, I hear they might be able to climb up on some stuff and like play around, but I, you know, <laughs> I think I saw that on social media. That was a little bit of a surprise, but I guess Li liability <laughs> over here. Hey, my kid would <laughs> love to jump on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were surprised as everyone else was. The whole, the whole safety department was standing at my door. When they saw that on Instagram. Insurance guys Wait, would call next. The ones... fine, we're pushing the envelope in a lot of different ways. I know. Right. Um, Hey, right. So, uh, um, that we're going to have, like we talked about, barbecue out there. Suffolk Punch is going to be out there pouring draft beers for us. Uh, and just a lot of fun ice cream, face painters, bounce houses. What you would expect from any type of like a fall festival is going to be out there. Um, and one thing you can expect not to see is there's not going to be a ton of vendors trying to sell you something. So it's once you get through the door and you've paid your ticket, everything's free after at their at that point. Um, so anything you come in contact with at the festival will be um, available to you. Yeah, so it's, it's great to partner with um, like Noble Smoke Barbecue and Suffolk Punch Beer. They're just really, really great uh, partners that Chode has really helped us uh, connect with that are going to be, you know, they're the, the folks providing the barbecue and the beer. And, you know, one other thing I want to touch on with Stephanie, you know, from a father's perspective of a special needs son is really anywhere that we go with Landon, we're usually different. We walk into Target, you know, you know, my son's nonverbal and sometimes he has meltdowns and what have you. Um, we're, we're usually different. And, you know, I even seen it, you know, Richard, I'm sure uh, Roy wouldn't mind me sharing this when he brought his daughter to AMRAP this year. Um, his daughter has severe autism and she wouldn't go into the event. She just wouldn't. He made, he made to the gate. She wouldn't go into the event. She was having a, a really tough day. Um, what, what this hour that Stephanie's talking about, it, it provides some normalcy to the, not a normal situation, not a normal family. Um, but it gives them a safe area where, Hey, they're not the, the ones that everyone's like, Hey, they're different. What's going on with them. It allows them to come be around other people and maybe even connect with another family or connect with another mom and dad that maybe is struggling with diagnosis. Um, I think that's really, really important for me as well. As I've taken this journey, I've talked to a lot of fathers that are struggling with the diagnosis. Um, that even they just need to, they need to, to, to get it out. They need to talk about it and understand, hey, 10 years down the road, what is it like? Um, so I think that's really, really important. And I think that's what this, this will also provide uh, to the special needs community. I want to ask you a question, Rudy, on a personal note, being a twin, um, 
being a twin, you don't really, you can't explain what it's like to be a twin. People always ask you what it's like being a twin. I'm like, what's it like not being a twin, right? Now I have a twin brother. Um, obviously, you know, your son and your daughter, what is their relationship like? Um, cause I can just imagine, you know, with you being their dad, how proud Landon is, whether he can obviously verbalize that or not, but also how proud your daughter is for what what's happening. And I feel like she could also play a huge part and not only continuing to be an advocate. And I just would love to kind of know what their relationship is like and how you've seen that grow throughout the last 13 years. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question, Brian. And, and I'll tell you, um, it, it is the one thing I'll say specific, uh, not specific to Addison, my, his twin sister, but also many families and many kids that we've come in contact with is having Landon has taught a lot of families compassion, compassion for kids that are different. And I've seen that with Addison, his twin sister from the beginning, that she was the first one to come, come up and give him a hug. Um, you know, even if he didn't want to be touched, she was the first one that, and, you know, to, to give him something or bring him if he dropped food on the floor or if he handed it, um, you know, a, a picture. So he doesn't speak, but he hands us pictures of things that he wants, whether it's fruit snacks or TV or what have you. Um, and, and we've seen that with, with both of our girls. So our, they're, my oldest is 15 now and um, the twins are 13. So she's still a teenager, um, but you can see the, the compassionate side that it's taught them about having a brother that's different than everybody else. And that's okay. But it's also taught them to look at everybody else the same, right? So if someone's different, that doesn't mean they're any less. And so I've definitely seen their relationship, um, you know, get really, really strong. And, and I know it's something that's for years to come, um, you know, Landon's always going to have, or his sister is always going to have her back, his back. So. Rudy, what would be your advice to anyone or any young family that that is struggling with with some sort of challenge like this? Yeah, it's got it's, it's a it's probably one of the one of the best questions I, I can answer, um, and and that is that um, it's okay. It's a great answer. It, it's okay because you know, you're going to go through a range of emotions. It's just like anything, whether you're diagnosed with cancer or whether you're diagnosed with something else, uh, it's okay. And you are going to get through it. And this child was put in this world for a reason. Um, this diagnosis is there for a reason and, and you're going to work your way through it and it's going to be okay. There are, you will be amazed at the community of people that will line up behind you to help you. And literally, that's the reason that we're on this podcast. Absolutely. It wouldn't have happened without the community that started in CrossFit. It wouldn't have happened without CrossFit S3, the, the owners, Sean and Becky, that jumped in early on. It wouldn't have happened without people like Richard, John Dudas, um, Dave Priester at Choate that said, absolutely, we're in. We're in. Let's do it. Um, you will be so surprised. So this, so this is mom and dad that are, that are struggling is that it's going to be okay. And you're going to have a team behind you. Wow, wow, man! Yeah. So admirable. Thank you for sharing that. You bet. How how can we as as we put this podcast out there? How how can the community continue to help you all and get involved in the event? Is it just show Stephanie, up? Do you want to take, do you want to take that one? Give us all your money. No, <laughs> it, it usually comes down to that, right? Well, we want your money, number one, and now we'll jump into the meat. No, that's perfect. Believe me, I'm, I've never hesitated asking for that. But no, come out and support us. I think that that's the biggest thing. It's our first year at Choate. 
it's when Rudy talks about we couldn't ask for a better partner. We we really can't. Like Cho is an amazing company. I have been overly impressed with their core team that has come together to help do this event. This is they are doing the event. We we are benefiting from it, but they've been handling all the details. Um, but I want to see it come back year after year after year. And in order to do that, we have to have a great showing out there. And so we want people to come out, um, buy the tickets, attend the event, enjoy a Saturday afternoon in Charlotte in the fall. The weather will be gorgeous and um, come out, play cornhole and be around an environment that is going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you guys have ever been around the guys at Cho um, and Gals, uh, oh, yeah. They like to have a good time, right? They they are no strangers to um, some cheers and and eating good food. So we want to see a big community response to that and really have people coming out there to support us by by buying the tickets. And if you can't make it, there's always the availability to just make a donation to our cause and know that the money that we are raising from this event is going to go into our scholarship program and the money will get fielded right back out into the Charlotte community, helping families here in Charlotte who are struggling financially, um, whether that's through our therapy scholarships, camp scholarships, and some other other things that we're developing as we continue to grow and pivot. You know, COVID's taught us a lot of fun things. So um, we continue to adjust to the needs of our community and what that looks like. So um, yeah, that would be the biggest way to support us is just coming out and attending the event. and. Um, having a good time while you're there. Yeah, the only thing I'd add to that, Brian Scott, would be um, if you wanna be involved. So maybe you're hearing this podcast and you're moved or you have a child or a family member with special needs, or maybe you just haven't found your why on how to give back in the community. As a young local volunteer run nonprofit, um, we're always looking for folks that wanna join the cause and help us. Cause I'll tell you, the next five years is going to be really exciting at Autism Strong. Um, we're on a really, really great growth trajectory, um, but it's fueled by volunteers. It's fueled by people that want to make a difference. And so if you want to get involved, um, you know, please reach out to us. You can go to the website and there's links at the bottom to go ahead and reach out to us. And we're happy to, to get you connected and get you on a committee or what have you, because um, it's, it's really, really something that I think is going to continue to help more local families. Fantastic. Yeah, I love that. And and you guys, again, October 9th, 3 to 7, it's $25 a ticket. You probably spend, as a couple, $50 on two trips to Chick-fil-A a week. So it ain't like that big of a deal. All right, <laughs> so just figure it out. Come on back. Give, give, um, give some money to a good cause. All right, Stephanie, I think you have a surprise for all of our listeners. I do. You know, we are so excited to be on the podcast and want to extend all of your listeners a special promo code, $5 off every ticket purchased for using the promo code brand builders. Um, just type it in when you're in the checkout, you'll see a spot for the promo code brand builders, and it'll take off $5 for every single ticket you purchase to the event. That's so awesome. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. You know, Rich, thank you so much for what Chode has been able to do. Adam Hawthorne, thank you for introducing us, allowing us to not only know about this event, but be able to, to promote it through this podcast. Stephanie, thank you for bringing your expertise um, to, to be able to support Autism Strong. And Rudy, thank you for bringing your strength to not only tackle this um, head on, which your son would be so proud, but give a platform for other parents to have a path to success, have a path to have people to, to, to give a hug to, to, 
to call and have questions. I think the hardest thing when getting that diagnosis, and I'm just saying this, and you know, if it were to happen is what do you do? And you mentioned that, and, and that's what you're creating. And I think with this community, that's what we're all about. Um, so I challenge everybody listening to this. If you're not doing anything on October 9th, now you're doing something. So uh, we're going to, we're going to make this event awesome. And, you know, before we go, Rudy, please let us know if there are businesses that want to be, you know, interested in, in giving back, if, if they want to get their, you know, their employees involved, or if there are just people that want to donate, what's the best way to get in touch with you? And then also, if there are any families that are going through this, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you and, and, um, and, and follow this? So uh, I'm going to punt it to Stephanie because she's the one working <laughs> okay. and helping on the websites. But I know if you go to autismstrong.org, you'll see obviously a lot about the foundation and, and really uh, more about our story. But I believe at the bottom, there are some links. Stephanie, am I, am I accurate there? Yeah, yeah. There's a contact us form on actually both of the Build Strong Charlotte website and the Autism Strong org website you can reach us on either of those um, easily enough our emails are are posted on there as well to reach out to you can follow us on social media we're on all the different platforms um, you can dm us we, we're extremely responsive we may be volunteer ran but we we treat this like a full-time job and it's really important for us to make sure that we're available to those families and to those people who want to support us Absolutely love it. Well, thank you again. You You guys are are awesome. We always say this. If you are listening to this episode, please go check out Autism Strong. Like, share, comment, get in touch with Rudy, get in touch with Stephanie, follow Choate. They do amazing things, but ultimately come out to this event, see what it's all about, bring your kids. It's going to be a ton of fun. And on top of that, you're giving back to an amazing organization. Honestly, there's nothing better than you can do on a Saturday than that. And we're just so blessed that you guys joined us uh, to share your story, but ultimately create the platform to, to hopefully connect the dots bring some businesses together, bring some people together and have one hell of a day on October 9th. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Scott. And then of course, especially thanks to Joe. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.